listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Howdy. Together, we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy, the unofficial, the unacknowledged, and the unwanted voices of Southern Evangelical Comedy. Something Unknown, really. You know? <laughs> yeah, unknown is the big <laughs> Definitely one. Definitely unknown. <laughs> I want to point out, I just noticed, Tiny, you have shoes on in the house. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> uh, welcome aboard. Shoes in the house club <laughs> Yeah, uh, is where it's at. I've been working in my garage this weekend. Okay. Because our garage is just had, you know, it's got stuff everywhere. Yeah. So I went and got some like shelving units this yeah. past weekend, not put those up. And now I'm still trying to organize everything. But, gotcha. you know, I've got some, some pegboard. I'm hanging all my tools on there. Yeah. I've got a desk that used to be my dad's that for some reason, my stepmom painted it black, <laughs> but I'm not worried about, you know, hitting it with a hammer or working on stuff. So that's, I'm going to use that as a that's free your work workbench. Bench. There you go. Setting everything up. So. Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations. My garage is in disarray as it has been since we moved in here. Right. We just shoved everything to one side so Deidre could park in the garage, and that's just how it will remain for a while, I guess. I got, like, a lot of stuff a friend's supposed to come and get, like a Mud Hut, mm-hmm. who is a professional junk collector <laughs> and has been for forever. I have an old train set, like a bunch of train stuff that I'm just giving to him. Some old bottles I want him to come get. Does he collect old stuff. bottles? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a six-pack of those. I know everybody has them. They're yeah. not rare, but they were believed that oh, they were going to. The Bear Bryant bottles? Yes, the Bear Bryant Coke bottles. Yes. That was I have one in my office that Shane gave me. I've heard my entire life that one day that's going to be worth a lot of money. It's like, that was like 40 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) And then you think like every person in Alabama probably bought 24 of those. So the number of them that are on the market is too many for it to be rare enough to be worth anything. So Mm -hmm. maybe another hundred years, it'll be worth something. (laughs) Yes, But right now I don't think they're worth much. Maybe a dollar. Uh, but yeah, I have a I have a bunch of old bottles because a dude when I had the sandwich shop would come by with old bottles and trade them for sandwiches for me, mm-hmm. and so I just collected them over years over the years, and I've saved all the ones that I think are cool or are worth money, okay. and I've given the other ones to Andrew. So there you go. Look, there's one for <laughs> sale for nineteen ninety five. There's one for ten dollars. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere between ten and twenty dollars, if you can find a buyer. If you can find a buyer, I tell you what, anyone out there looking to collect some uh, some Bear Bryant Coke bottles, yeah, I've just come into possession of a six pack. So, well, look, there's a six pack on eBay for sixty six dollars, dude. Is that is anybody bidding on it? I don't know. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's buy it now for sixty six dollars. Good luck. And they made them like there are there are Georgia ones, there are Auburn ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they made them for a lot of different schools, so it's not really unique. Was but. Bear Bryant even the first one to get a Coke bottle, or um, I don't know. Probably, you know, we were Coca Cola was like one of our first corporate sponsors. Like right. We, people forget Alabama kind of <laughs> kind of pioneered uh, corporate sponsorships in the college athletic world, and Golden Blake and uh, Coca Cola were our sponsors for a long time. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think mine, I have like a couple of them at home and then that one in my office that Shane gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I don't imagine I'll get rich off of them anytime soon. <laughs> no. Yeah. So how was your week? It was good up until Thursday night. Okay. Uh, Thursday was a rough day for me. I mean, I know there, there's people out in the world who probably didn't get to eat Thursday. Sure. Who would trade with me in a heartbeat. Well, relatively speaking, to <laughs> yes. you, it was rough. Relatively yeah. speaking, I had a uh, I had a really good friend that I worked with. His name was Johnny Willingham. Uh-huh. He was 41 years old, and wow. he died oh. this uh, past week. Just from- suddenly? Well, he had colon cancer. Okay. And he went for surgery and I don't know the specifics, but it seems like there was uh complications yeah. with his surgery. Mm. And he he passed away last weekend. The funeral was Thursday. Then I went to work and work was just super busy all day. Yeah. And then I was working three to eleven. When I'm driving home at three to eleven, I'm like, Oh, rough day. I'm so looking forward to just Kicking back and just taking it easy for an hour or so before right. I go to bed. Wrong. <laughs> I get a call from my wife on the way home saying, Eli, which he's had a bit of a cold. Thursday night, they're like, she was, she called me up. She's like, he's having trouble breathing. He's oh, got no. a really bad strider cough. We got to take him into the emergency room. Oh. So I got to come in and set my lunchbox down and immediately go spend four hours at the ER Wow! Thursday night. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, my week was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Got puked on. Okay. They were giving him a steroid. They tried to get him to take some pills, but he's three and a half. He don't swallow pills. Sure. They gave him the liquid, and they've tried to give him this before. I think it's called Decadrone or something. Decadrone, yeah. Yeah. He always throws it up. Oh. And they're like, well, we'll try it. And so they give it to him. And Tara's like immediately like, here, go sit with your dad. She knew what was up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to have him sit with me. Sure enough. Threw up all just over Just a, a few minutes, he just pukes all over me. And at that point, I was done. <laughs> I said, because she brought him a change of clothes. So she changed him. <laughs> and I, there, was a, there was a hospital bed. Like in the room, yeah. I crawled up on it. I said, "I'm taking a nap. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I'm whatever." Uh, you're uh, you're on the lead on this for now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got you. There was a guy out in the hallway that they were bringing in. They were asking him all these questions. One of the questions they asked him, they said, "So have you been struggling with any thoughts of killing yourself?" <laughs> and I was immediately like, "How come nobody's asked me this question? <laughs> Maybe I need some treatment." Sure. Well, that's rough, man. You know. uh, <laughs> One of the things they don't tell you when you're starting your family, when you're making babies, <laughs> which is a real fun process, yeah. is that one day you'll get puked on. Oh, you know? yeah. It's not the first time I've been puked on. Oh, yeah, no. It is the first time I've been puked on on the same day as the funeral of a good friend of mine. Yeah. And also at 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. in the ER. In the ER. Yeah, those trips to the ER are no fun. Mm. Never fun. It, with anyone, but especially with a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. I hadn't knock on wood, hadn't been to the ER in a while with a kid. So mm-hmm. that's good. Libby pretended she was sick on Friday. <laughs> was like crying when she got on the bus because I wouldn't let her stay at home. <laughs> yeah. Such a mean dad. I am. First of all, <laughs> my mom never let me stay at home. My dad was like that. Yeah. And I think it's because I, I don't that's know. a day they can do what they want sure. to do if right. you're at school. Well, my parents worked, so I mean, it wasn't like uh, anything uh, that they were just going to be loafing around. But, I remember my mom. She would let me play hooky occasionally. My dad, 
he didn't care if your arm was cut off. Yeah. You were going to school. Didn't well, matter. I may have told this story before. When I was in the fourth grade, I got up one morning and I said I felt bad. And my mom was like, well, get your shower and we'll see how you feel afterwards. Well, I passed out in the shower. <laughs> and my mom came and got me out of the shower, sat me down on the toilet, got me a towel, and told me to dry off and get dressed for school. <laughs> but then I ended up having the flu. You know, I got like 104 fever or something crazy. <laughs> right. So I ended up not going to school. But that was the environment I was raised in. Yeah. Deidre was raised in an entirely different environment, which is if you don't feel fine, if you're not 100%, then you need to stay home. Mm -hmm. And so that's how she's kind of done with our kids. And right. I feel like it's made them, I feel like it's been a detriment to them, honestly, <laughs> yeah. to where they like there's a difference between being sick and feeling bad, mm -hmm. right? Like you can feel bad and do a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. But I, if you're, I've, I've gone to work plenty of times not sure. feeling great. I think any being, adult yeah. has, uh -huh. right? And so I don't want our kids to turn into one of these people who just feel like, well, if I'm not 100%, I got to stay home, mm -hmm. you know? Now, I don't want my kids out there infecting everybody, but Libby clearly wasn't sick. She just didn't feel like going to school. <laughs> right. So I put her out on that bus just crying. I was like, you'll feel fine. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I gave you a Tylenol. And I was like, it'll start working in a little bit. And then I got home that afternoon. I had to travel. So I got home Friday afternoon, like right at five. And she was up in her room dancing and singing and hollering and all that. And I was like, went up there and I was like, I ah, see so you were okay. Oh, dad was right, wasn't he? <laughs> and then she immediately was like, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I feel I feel bad. I don't feel too good. I was like, yeah, you're not fooling me. I just I walked in and heard everything you were doing. You know, you're doing cartwheels up here. So <laughs> that was the fun for our for my week. And except for Hudson made honor band uh and had to do that Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I was very proud of him. The kid he did really well. He's uh, very talented. And, you know, we didn't hand out a lot of athletic talent in my family, but we handed out a lot of musical talent. So right. uh, he had to do that all weekend. We had to go to his performance on Saturday and uh, and then had a nightmare trip to Cracker Barrel that he was not wanting to do. Was super mad about it. Claimed that when Thomas was in honor band in middle school, we let him pick where he wanted to eat. Right. But we didn't let him pick where he wanted to eat. I don't remember letting Thomas pick where he very well could have, but the like I told Hudson, well, your mama wants to eat at Cracker Barrel, so that's what we're going to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've told my kids before, life is not fair. Exactly, you should this should not surprise yeah, you. Right, and uh, <laughs> I was like, and he was in such a bad mood uh, the whole time until he got about six bites of food in him, and then he was fine. You know, mm -hmm. he's just hangry or whatever because he had been there since nine in the morning which is in Brookwood, is about 30 miles away from where we are sitting right here in Belmead. So I, have to, I had to take him out there Saturday morning, drop him off. Had to come back and get him at lunchtime, get some lunch. Not a lot of eating options in Brookwood, Alabama. <laughs> so we got Jack's, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Ate in the car, dropped him back off so he could finish practice, come back home. I drove like 250 miles this weekend just right. for him to just do around, honor band. Yeah, and just yeah. around here. Yeah, yeah. It, I never left Tuscaloosa Didn't County. Didn't go somewhere exotic. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> and this is Tuscaloosa County. But I was glad for him, proud of him. Glad to see uh, one of our podcast co-hosts fill in, <laughs> do well for himself. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was good for him. Well, what happened this week as far as odd news goes? Oh, several things, several things. Uh, let me get it up here. 
I have a story about an elderly couple escaping a nursing home. Okay. Uh, I got a McDonald's story. Everybody knows I'm the I'm the front man for McDonald's <laughs> stories. Um, and then we got a uh, story out of New Zealand. Okay. We're huge in New Zealand. People forget we've always been big in New Zealand. So we we'll always want to hit our New Zealand stories. Well, I've got a story about robot police. Okay. I've got a story about suspects with bows and arrows. All right. But I wanted to start with this one, and we're doing it again. We're talking about UFOs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> UAPs. This story, right? Yeah, this story comes from Deadline. And I tell you what, all these people who are for disclosure and they're saying it's coming, we're starting to get a steady trickle mm-hmm. of headlines yeah. and prominent names speaking up. It it makes somebody wonder. That's right. You know, I mean, but anyway, we'll see. The headline here is UFO fragments are likely in Lockheed Martin's possession, says ex-Senator Harry Reid. Okay. So not a nobody. No. Former yeah. senator. Yeah. And he's been kind of at the forefront of, of this stuff for a while. I mean, kind of behind the scenes, but he was like the key senator that uh, got the funding for the ATIP program. Right. And, and things of that nature. Now He's in the cabal. Everybody knows <laughs> right. that, right? He's in the secret parties where they eat babies yeah, right. and dis- dis- decide how they're going to run the world. Yeah, they all end up with like that black eye mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, we all know. One, yeah. of, the, one of the QAnon. Sure. Uh, right, yeah. Oh, the, they were the people that him. QAnon's talking about. Yeah, yeah he's right. one of them. Which is, I don't know, and I don't want to get off on a, on a thing, but is, is Q just done? Like, has he given any more updates? I hadn't checked in a long time. It's been a while, but if I remember correctly, the last thing was that uh, Biden was either not really the president yeah. or he was dead. Oh. And Trump was secretly the president. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Which, <laughs> if Trump was really the, if he was secretly the president, don't know why he would cut all his tax cuts or all yeah, his tax cuts back. We need to do a, like a whole Q-specific show. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have any Q-experts? We know one guy. You know? <laughs> yes. We can get him in here, right? How loose is the definition of expert? <laughs> <laughs> well, in his mind, he's an expert on everything. <laughs> right. And that's all that counts that's to me. That's all that counts. You know? like, right. I don't care if he is or if he isn't. We just anyway, need somebody to talk to. Anyway. Back to this, though. Former Nevada Senator Harry Reid, once a major leader in the Democratic Party before his retirement, has claimed that defense contractor Lockheed Martin may have had fragments of a crashed UFO in its possession. Reid, age 81, told The New Yorker that he had never actually seen proof of the remnants, but he was rebuffed in his efforts to get Pentagon approval to find them. Reed was the longtime senator from Nevada, the home of military base Area 51, long rumored to have U- housed UFOs and possibly even live aliens, which I doubt that. But yeah, that'd be really old. certainly a rumor. Yeah. Yeah. I was told for decades that Lockheed had some of these retrieved materials, the Democrat told the media outlet. And I tried to get, as I recall, a classified approval by the Pentagon to have me go look at the stuff, but they would not approve it. I don't know what all the numbers were, that kind of classification it was, but they would not give that to me. Uh, Reid was interviewed as part of the New Yorker story on government probes into UFOs. A government report is expected in June that will further detail what the U.S. government knows about the UFOs. Now, this was the the little clause that was written into the spending bill yeah. saying that they have to say, they have to tell everybody what they know about folks. UFOs right. in six months. 
Well, let's, supposedly it's coming in June. We'll see. But I want to point out that Harry Reid here is 81 years old. Okay. <laughs> yes. Now, we all had a pawpaw who said some weird stuff. Right. I'm not saying he's not true. I'm not saying anything. I was saying he's 81. He's 81. Some of the details may be a little foggy. Right. You know? Like somebody may have jokingly at some point said, oh, yeah, Lockheed Martin's got all that stuff. And in his mind, he remembers going and filing to get a classified, you know, clearance to go check no, out Or if stuff. Biden said something about UFOs, it's sure. like, well, it's Biden. It's right. not like if Obama no. come out and said something about it. You know? Have you seen, like, just some of the, I've just seen clips. I'm sorry to everybody. I'm a horrible citizen. I haven't really kept up with a lot of politics, <laughs> but just some of the clips I'll see that they have clipped out of some of his speeches where he just sounds like a bumbling idiot, really, you know? <laughs> yes. And not that other presidents haven't sounded that way, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just kind of funny. He sounds like Grandpa Simpson. He really does. Point. He really <laughs> does. Like, when is the cabal going to kill him and let Kamala take over, right? Well, I mean, I hope that don't happen. But <laughs> oh, we we'll all see. know that's happening. <laughs> we all, that's a hundred percent fact. I don't have to be a Mason to know that. You know, <laughs> you just have to be uh, smart. And then all the QAnon people get to say, "Well, we were right. We were right. <laughs> we said that's what was going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> but Trump's also the secret president, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, though, he, he, Biden's <laughs> but, already dead, but, <laughs> <laughs> and Trump's secretly the president. I have to tell you. <laughs> Uh, that stuff's wild. It really is. But you can't look into it now. You can put on some sort of list, I think. Well, it's crazy what social media censors these days. Yeah. And oh let's yeah. just call it what it is. It's censorship. Right. You know? Sure. The stories that they don't like, Facebook and Twitter both will just put them down. That's right. You can't share it. Yeah. We're not talking about that. No, that's the way it goes in mm-hmm. today's world. Yeah. And people are cool with that. It's well, fine. This, what was it? This, uh, a couple weeks ago? Project Veritas was it? Uh, James oh, yeah. O'Keefe came out. All right, the- now hold on before you get to. I don't like that dude, but go ahead. Okay, all right. I was gonna say. Now look, I'm not saying that he's the arbiter of truth. He's definitely one sided. He does yes. all these. He does all these sting operations on one side of the political right. aisle. Yes, I'm not trying to say that that same stuff doesn't go on on the other side. Right. But they caught a dude from CNN on Tinder dates. He was like pretty high up, and he was he was like bragging to his tent to his date that uh, yeah we got Trump out of office, and we do that by you know constantly pushing negative press on Trump, and uh-huh. if there's negative press on Biden, we just simply don't cover it, and we manufacture the news, and we got Trump out of office. Now this is and a dude t- on a Tinder date. Yeah, he well, was, he's just trying to get laid, right? <laughs> well, like yeah. we've all said a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff trying to get laid, right? Yeah, but here's the thing when he when he uh, released that footage of, yeah. of him saying all this stuff. Twitter banned his account. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, huh. Here we go again. Yeah. You know, well, I've said some wild stuff on dates too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have a wife. In fact, <laughs> also, let me just say this just real quick. Yeah. Anyone who watches the no- the news, I think already knows that this is what happens. Right? Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. we, we know that this is what happens. Yes. It's just here we got a dude. He's just coming <laughs> he's just out and saying it. it. He's just confirmed right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 27 years ago on Friday, well, Dieter and I went on our first date 27 years ago on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually went out to eat to celebrate, had a little date. That was a whole wild thing. Um, I can talk more about that at the Patreon show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I was just thinking, I was like, man, like uh, all the lies I told you to get you to marry me, you know, like <laughs> for all those years, it really paid off in the long run. <laughs> 
and none of it matters now. Well, anyway, so we were talking about old people. Biden, mm. of course, Harry Reid. Yeah, he's old. Let's talk about these old people. An elderly couple escaped an assisted living center by using their Morse code military training. Okay. Do you know Morse code? I do not. Okay. I used to have a walkie-talkie when I was a kid that had it on the front of the walkie-talkie. Yeah. I think most ever, all kids in Alabama had that. Do you at least point. know the SOS? Oh, yeah, from the uh, the SOS commercial when we was a kid. Yeah. You know. Right, yeah. That's really what you only want you need to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I used to know a lot of it because we fooled around one summer at Boy Scout camp and tried to learn it, mm-hmm. but I, I've forgotten most of it. All right, well, anyways, this is from Lebanon, Lebanon, Tennessee. Okay, everybody okay. knows where that is. An elderly husband and wife escaped the Elmcroft of Lebanon assisted living facility by using Morse code training from the military on the facility's keypad. According to the Tennessee Board for Licensing Health Care Facilities, the couple was able to exit the facility and travel a couple of blocks down the road before a stranger intervened and returned them unharmed to the living center. The pair were missing for approximately 30 minutes, which wow. is not not very long. But then again, they're like super old, though, right? Yeah. So it's oh, impressive. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, no, I clicked off the story. Hang on. Let me get back to it. Okay. It says the the board said the husband told the staff that he and his wife were able to elope because of his Morse code knowledge acquired during previous military training. He said that he was able to listen and memorize the numeric codes the staff entered into the door's keypads. Mm-hmm. The couple is part of a memory care unit with the husband and wife both being admitted to the facility with forms of dementia. The husband is diagnosed with the dementia and was admitted in 2019, and while the wife is diagnosed with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. The board added that both the patients are independently able and uh, to are independently able to care for themselves with minor assistance from the staff, and the staff is required to check on the pair every two hours for their safety. News 4 reached out to Elmcroft of Lebanon facility for comment. In their response, they said, the safety of our residents is a top priority and our senior living at our senior living community. We are thankful both residents were returned to the community safely. Hmm. Which, <clears throat> wild, yeah. I mean, wild how the human brain works. You know, mm-hmm. like you got dementia. And yet you're still able to... To decipher uh, clicks on a keypad, basically, yeah. that Mission is remembered Impossible, it. get out of this place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then how about, I kind of hate it they got returned so quickly. Right. You know, you'd like for them to get like a good dinner at Cracker Barrel Inn or something, <laughs> you know, before <laughs> feed you have some to go back. Yeah, feed some ducks, right. Go back to, you know, whatever their house they grew up in or whatever. Get on a bus and just ride for hours. <laughs> just take off, <laughs> yeah. like into the sunset. <laughs> But I don't know. I could see me and Deidre doing that, just escaping. We're like, man, let's just get out of here. I'm tired of it. Right. Our kids have stuck us here, which we've learned. Thomas, of course, is the oldest child. Um, he thinks he's in charge. But Libby and Hudson have really developed a close relationship in this past year. Mm-hmm. They've just they're giggle buddies and they like laugh and watch videos together and everything. And so Deidre and I discuss like those are the two that are going to be outvoting Thomas on all of our elder care 
you know, stuff that they're right. going to be doing. So we we need to be with them. They, we need to be in good with them. Forget <laughs> Thomas, you know. It's going to be two to one on anything. Like, Poor do we Thomas. Need to, we need to put mom and dad in a nursing home and Livy and Hudson because they love us so much because we've developed years long of a great relationship. We'll be like, no, no, you know. And Thomas, of course, because he's like me and has no heart, we'll be like, yeah, put him in there. <laughs> Which told my mom that yesterday. She her birthday was yesterday that I was like, uh, can't wait to get you to nursing home, sell all your stuff. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so uh kudos to these people. I'm proud of them for breaking loose. That's a sitcom, too, actually, by the way. Mm -hmm. The old couple escapes from the uh from the uh, nursing home and then goes and lives with their quirky grandson. We should write that. That would be a good one. <laughs> if you were after a FedEx driver, what would your weapon of choice be? I, I would probably just go with a handgun. <laughs> I think most people would. Yeah. But this guy, he he chose a bow and arrow. Okay. Man arrested after chasing a FedEx driver with a bow and arrow on Queen Street. I guess to back up a little, he was in New York. You know, yeah, you, you can't really have a gun in New York. Unless you're a criminal. <laughs> Only criminals are allowed to have guns in New York. Sure, yeah, they have some very strict laws in New <laughs> <Yes>. York. <laughs> but anyway, police on Tuesday arrested a man accused of chasing a FedEx driver with a bow and arrow. Investigators in Jamaica, Queens, posted a picture of the weapon. Sources told CBS2 that 22-year-old Alexander Carrion asked the driver why he was talking to his girlfriend. Okay. All right, yeah. He was probably asking her, is this your package? <laughs> well, I, I'm sure he was. <laughs> the driver ignored him. The driver said he then saw Carrion allegedly running towards him with the bow and an arrow moments later. The driver took off and he called 911. He was then arrested near his home, police said. So apparently the odds were not in his favor. (laughs) (laughs) It could be a Robin Hood scenario. Yeah. He's going to take from the rich and give to the poor. Right. (laughs) Right. I feel like that's, uh, that's, that could be, did he have green tights on or anything? I don't know. I was thinking also like, uh, maybe he was like Legolas, you know? Sure. Right. He was pretty good with that bow in Lord of the Rings. That's right. He was. I've been, I've been rewatching the trilogy with my son. Okay. Eli hates it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but I've been forcing him to watch it anyway because I huh. like it. I've never seen, and uh, it's not part of the trilogy, but I've never seen, they came out with a Hobbit movie, right? But they came out with three Hobbit movies. Oh, okay. Part one, two, and three. For real? From a tiny little, what, 200-page book? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably 200, 250. It was quite obvious that the movie studios, they just wanted a big, huge cash grab, like Lord of the Rings. Because yeah. I think Peter Jackson wanted to do one movie, and then they kind of talked him into doing, well, how about a part one and a part two? Like, do two movies. <laughs> and then they just kept on him again. Just and keep going. They, they got, there is so much stuff in there. And it's a well-made movie, but anybody out there who wants to watch it, I would actually, there's a fan edit out there. Okay. Called the Bilbo edition, where someone took all three movies and like cut it down into one four-hour movie. That's, That's super nerd stuff, much right there. Closer to the book. Imagine taking all that time to edit a movie <laughs> only because you want to. You know? I'm glad that they did it so that I because well I, I could I don't know how I couldn't do that if <laughs> yeah, I wanted course, to, right. <laughs> but I'm glad. 
that there was a nerd willing to do that. But so. to me, out of all of the books, all the Tolkien books that I've read, The Hobbit was the most enjoyable. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, I, that kind of introduced me. I think like most people mm-hmm. into every everything else. It was, know, was also a Hobbit the easiest a to read. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was a Hobbit cartoon, mm-hmm. but I, I vaguely remember it. It wasn't like I was super into it. I or think anything. it was done by Rankin Bass, which were the same ones that did like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all that stuff. I have no clue. It's I'm, a studio. First time I've ever heard that name in my life. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but the book, you know, when I read it, I was like, oh, well, man, this is awesome. And then you get into the trilogy, you're like, well, this is way more laborious than <laughs> The Hobbit was, but I'm already halfway through the book, so I got to keep reading it. And then you want to read the next ones and everything. Mm-hmm. But I always enjoyed reading, so it wasn't that big a deal to me. But... Anyways, I don't know how we got off on that. Oh, bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. <laughs> yes, that's right. Guy tried to. He was Who's after another a famous bow and arrow guy. person? We got Robin Hood. We got Legolas. Who else is good with a bow and arrow? Green Arrow. Bo Duke. <laughs> Bo, was it, did he have a bow and arrow? <laughs> They're in the opening scene. You know, they like shoot a flaming arrow and blow something up, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Bo Duke. Uh, who's another good one? Uh, Hawkeye. Okay, yeah. From the Marvel movies. I have no idea, but okay. I'm going to go with you. I'm more of the Bo Duke expert. <laughs> You're more of the Hawkeye expert. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's not that many characters, I don't think. But a bow and arrow is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's super cool, but I mean. What? A superhero with a bow and arrow, and I I get that it's fiction, but it's just funny <laughs> because there's like, you know, you got Thanos, <laughs> he's got like godlike power. It's just Infinity Gauntlet, and yeah. oh no, here's this dude with a bow and arrow. <laughs> don't even he don't even have superpowers. He's just, he's good just with really a bow? good with a bow. Okay, wow, <laughs> that might be a superhero I could get behind. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I would. Uh, maybe I need to start shooting my bow more. You know, you can do that in city limits. So yeah, I know you won't get in trouble for it. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of birds around here, too. I could probably we just do. shoot them. <laughs> a ton of birds. All the time waking me up in the morning. Okay. Well, let's move on to a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and that would be McDonald's. Okay. And we love McDonald's in the long household. Huge McDonald's supporters, as is everyone, although a lot of people don't want to admit it. They support <laughs> McDonald's. I have to blame it on their kids, but they're in there getting quarter pounders with cheese, too, and eating them. <laughs> Are you not going to recite like a poem? Um, this time no i'm not it's that was unintentional but it was awesome i'm an unintentional rapper you know (laughs) maybe deep down inside of me i am like a hip-hop artist and i just don't know it yet like i've never tapped into that vein (laughs) but every once in a while when i'm talking about mcdonald's it rises to the surface you should write a rap a mcdonald's rap uh no probably not um i feel like once you are well once you're like in your forties and you're white, you can't begin in hip hop then. You know, you <laughs> sure gotta you start can. way earlier <laughs> to do that. Your your fan base will be very niche, but it <laughs> right. won't like not exist. <laughs> like, like I can wear like bright white tennis shoes and cargo shorts, <laughs> yeah. you know, tucked in polo shirt. <laughs> yeah. That gonna be my whole look. I got it. All right. Anyways, uh, McDonald's robber. It's not just urban anymore. (laughs) It's suburban. (laughs) Suburban hip hop. Suburban hip hop. We're like rapping about our lawns and barbecue grills. We put the bourbon in suburban. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know what? 
it started as a joke, but this is a great idea. <laughs> Dad rap. If there is not a playlist on Spotify titled Dad Rap in the next few years. I'm sure there is there already. Has to be. Yeah, there's got to be people out there doing that. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're on the backside of the creative curve, I feel like. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Um, anyways, back to McDonald's, the important stuff. This comes from Yahoo News. A McDonald's robber demands chicken nuggets, but he has to accept breakfast food because it was still too early. You're welcome, because Ooh. McDonald's breakfast menu is far better than their lunchtime menu. Faults. Okay. <laughs> now, their breakfast menu is good. Don't get me wrong. McDonald's is really, well, we've all been there where you want to get a hamburger and it's breakfast time. What's that movie where the guy goes into like a McDonald's and he wants? I remember Big Daddy. He wanted breakfast. Oh but yeah, it was. I think this was falling down. Okay, have you seen Falling with Michael Douglas? No, I've been told great movie. By I've the been way. told hundreds of times I need to watch it. Yeah, and I just haven't seen it. It's great for anybody who has pent up rage inside of them. <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah, I think he wants breakfast and it's too late. And then he pulls out a gun and threatens everybody and all that. And he finally gets his pancakes or whatever. And then he's happy. Yeah. Because he got his hot cakes and sausage. Yes. (laughs) Excuse me. McDonald's is really strict about what time lunch starts. A man has been jailed for robbing a McDonald's in England and making off with not only some cash, but also food. Unfortunately for him, not only did he get caught, but he also wasn't even able to get the meal he was hoping for at the time of robbery. Which was chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rudy Batten pled guilty to robbing a McDonald's in February. Um, And according to news outlets, Batten Batten claimed to have a gun and demanded money from the register and forced a manager to give him access to the store safe. Hmm. On his way out, Batten reportedly demanded some of the fast food franchise's famous chicken nuggets. Now, all the McDonald's haters out there love to tell you how the chicken nuggets are made, but they're, they're still tasty, okay? Okay. And this guy knows that he knew it. They're, I will say they're not my favorite chicken nuggets, but okay, they're edible. Unfortunately for him, it was still too early in the day, and the restaurant was only serving items from the breakfast menu, which I love the fact that it was like, okay, you can have the money in the register. <laughs> You can have access to the safe, yes. but but dropping some chicken nuggets for you is a line we can. My manager will kill me. You know, I will be dang <laughs> if I'm right. going to heat up those fryers at nine thirty in the That's morning. Right. We don't cut those on till ten, sir. That's right. <laughs> Take all the money, but we will not get off of this breakfast menu. Like, Ronald McDonald will come in here and kill us all yes. <laughs> if we do that. Um, so he was unwilling to wait for the nuggets to be cooked. So Batten made off with a double sausage McMuffin instead. <laughs> uh, Batten reportedly stole more than $600 from the restaurant and he was, uh, reportedly identified by CCTV cameras and he turned himself in to authorities later that day. Um, it was discovered that instead of an actual gun, Batten had threatened his victims with an unloaded air pistol. So he had a BB gun. He had a BB gun. <laughs> and they don't have enough guns over in England for anybody to look at that and go, that's a BB gun, man. <laughs> right. you know? Like, what are you going to do? That thing won't even break the skin. <laughs> you know? like, there's no CO2 cartridge in that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so a uh, uh, judge recently sentenced him to six years in prison. 
that's like a hundred dollars per year that he made off with. That's yeah. wild. Um, and he no chicken nuggets for six years. Yeah. He reportedly claimed that he had robbed the restaurant in order to get money to pay back a debt. His lawyer said that he was ashamed and embarrassed by his actions. You so, should be. Sure. Because you got caught. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't wait around for food. You got to get the money and go. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't well, linger. Well, maybe that's why he, was, he wasn't willing to wait around on those chicken <laughs> I guess so. Like, yeah, everybody's like, no, we can't. We, we're on the <laughs> breakfast menu, buddy. We, you know how long it takes to retool this line back here to get ready for lunch. We can't do that right now. That's a lunch crew's job. Dang, you know, we're yeah. a breakfast crew. Yeah. Anyways, McDonald's, excellent breakfast menu. Hardy's probably top breakfast menu, I would think. Do you like Hardy's? I like Hardy. Well, I hadn't been in forever, so... Mm. But I, I used to be a huge fan of, of Hardee's. I feel like Hardee's puts his A team on the breakfast crew, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the day you're getting the leftovers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. it's just anybody that can show up at Hardee's. Um, McDonald's probably puts his A team on the lunch crew. I feel like because they they're pumping it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Chick Fil A they put their A team just all day. <laughs> Chick Fil A. All right, I've said this before. I don't want to stir up a bunch of controversy, but Chick-fil-A is not as good as everybody makes it out to be Oh, food-wise. It's not. It's not. Look, I've done a lot of other stuff to get in hot water with the Lord. <laughs> talking about <laughs> talking about Chick-fil-A. Going, well, this is just the cherry on the top. <laughs> like I said, I think last week, y'all don't want to be behind me when we're accounting for my sins <laughs> at Judgment Day. But it's not as good as everybody makes it out to be. It's not as fast as everybody makes it out to be, too. Are, are you kidding? Yeah. I, I mean, no, I'm not. It's not. <laughs> Dude, All right. And I have never spent more than 10 minutes in a Chick-fil-A drive-thru, no matter how long it is. For real? For real. Oh, no. You ain't ordering for enough people then. Well, I guess maybe not. You roll through there with a family of six in that minivan. Well, I've rolled through with a family of four. That I know is, that's not six. A family of four is nothing. <laughs> that is nothing, man. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> but also, and here's one thing nobody talks about, is all the traffic problems Chick-fil-A creates. Well, no, I'm not going to argue with you there. I mean, but they're every, still, still going to get you your food in 10 minutes. And the only, no, they're not. If they did, it wouldn't like, see, you're not, you're suspending logic. You're not counting the time when you're waiting out on Highway 82 to actually get in the parking lot to go, you know? I've, I've never done that. You I guess counting, I'm not going at the right time. And everybody, and this is honestly the truth. People, when they're talking about wait times for food, they mm-hmm. only really uh, count the time from when they've ordered to when they receive their food. You mm-hmm. know, now if you counted the time that you got in line and went like three loops around Chick Fil A to actually get to the girl that's going to order your food to when they handed it to you, it'd be the same as McDonald's. I've I've never I've never spent that long, and I, I I'm not saying that my my uh, experience can't be different than yours. Sure, but what I am saying is there have been plenty of times I've been parked right out there by the slide, <laughs> you know, the little <laughs> yeah, play play slide. I know, but uh. But still, even when I have to do that, okay, one time we went to the Chick-fil-A that's down there uh, in front of Academy. You know what I'm talking I about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And they did have a loop that, mm-hmm. like, you you loop around the restaurant once, and then you loop around a second time, and you give your order. Yeah. And it we went, we, around, blah, blah, we went around that restaurant twice. I still don't think we spent but about 15 minutes in the drive-thru. Don't believe it. <laughs> okay. Don't believe it. Well, so I think your... 
your passion for Chick-fil-A, and I think this happens to a lot of people, <laughs> clouds their judgment on what happens at Chick-fil-A. I will admit that I've gotten orders wrong at Chick-fil-A. Everybody acts like Chick-fil-A never gets their order wrong. I've gotten orders wrong several times. I have gotten orders wrong before, too, but it has not happened nowhere near like other places. Sure. Sonic, I don't think Sonic even tried to get your order right. I don't go to Sonic. I rarely go to Sonic. If you go to Sonic, if you order anything besides a milkshake, I think they just... They take. I think they take your order, and then they just give you whatever they got under the heating lamp. Okay, I don't think they even try to get it right. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't like the setup at Sonic. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't want. I don't want you bringing stuff to my car in that manner. Like my car isn't too big of a mess. I want to grab the food out of the window and drive. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't want you coming roller skating up to my car or whatever. Uh. So I don't go to Sonic that much. Deidre will go to Sonic. Mm-hmm. She likes all their slushies and yeah, like the all that ice stuff. cream they have. Yeah, and I also hate Sonic commercials, so that's turned me <laughs> off. Yeah, right. but uh, I, all I'm saying is we don't Chick Fil A not as great as everybody thinks it is. Okay, <laughs> okay. and I feel like everyone is riding this Chick Fil A wave and is clouding their judgment on Chick Fil A. Hmm. I can admit that McDonald's has issues. I still like McDonald's, <laughs> but I am willing to admit that it has issues. <laughs> Chick-fil-A people are unwilling to admit that. They're like, oh, you're blasphemous and all that. Now, you know, that's all, that's all I'm saying, Tyler. Well, if you will objectively look at it, <laughs> Chick-fil-A, really not like head and shoulders above everybody else. It's at least head above everybody I'll else. I'll give you that. Maybe not shoulders. <laughs> Service-wise, yes. yes. Now, I've had... I don't want to get on everybody's bad side. That's a Chick-fil-A worker's not in a great mood before. For real? Yeah. Man. Oh, they're just handing it out to you? How are they not fired? <laughs> they give you old uh, terse, my pleasure. You know? <laughs> yes. Which I get it. You've been dealing with all these crazy people coming through here all day long. Your yeah. lunch rush is like four hours long. You want a break, you know? I like to argue with them and say, no, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I try to hit the my pleasure before, you know, once I order, then I'll say my pleasure, you know? Yeah. Just let them know. Like, no, it was my pleasure to order here. I tried to order pizza one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, we don't have that. And it also bothers me. The one in Northport here, the one there by McDonald's. is <laughs> yeah. All right. It screws traffic up for the Walmart Marketplace, <laughs> the Highway 82 right-hand lane, uh, people coming out of the Walmart gas station. All of that is right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just excuse the fact that Chick-fil-A is the cause of all of it. <laughs> and I know they've tried to deal with it. You know, and put up cones, and and you got to do the whole. We're looping around six or seven times. I'm dizzy by the time I actually get to where I need to place my order, but it's still screwed up, and we're just giving them a free pass on it. Well, try to make a better way because I don't well, think there is about, one. How about not build it in an area where you don't have enough room to service your customers? They didn't know they were going to have that many customers. Sure, they did. <laughs> Like, this ain't the first Chick-fil-A that's been open anywhere, right? Right. Like, I would just say it. It's just messed up. Huh. Anyways, I'm excited about our Taco Bell that's coming out Dude, here. I am too. Have you ever, uh, have you ever ordered a Chupacabra at the Taco Bell? No, I haven't. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of the people that try to order crazy stuff off of the menu. <laughs> Those people, I don't want to do it. I tried to order a Chupacabra one time <laughs> and they said, that doesn't exist, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. 
That's a good one. You know, there was like a whole thing on the internet a few years back about secret venue items you could get, <laughs> yeah. you know? I was like... The Wendy's meat cube. Right, whatever. I'm like, you <laughs> yeah. guys are going to be the ones that get your food spit in, you know? <laughs> like, y'all are ordering stuff that's going to cause a lot of work on these people, and they're they're just in there trying to make a paycheck, and you're trying to be cute out here to drive through because you saw a Twitter thread on it, you know? Yeah. Anyways... That's enough. I'm I'm through bashing Chick-fil-A for the moment. I can only think of one thing that would make Chick-fil-A better. What's that? Cajun curl. That's true. It's not time to it's not time to read the ad. Though. Oh, is it not? No, you still got a story <laughs> got- and I still got a story to do. I do still have a story. <laughs> you want me to go ahead and do the Cajun curl ad? Because that was a good setup. Tidy, you are so right. The one thing that would make Chick-fil-A that much better is Cajun Curl, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on bland chicken sandwiches from Chick fil A, <laughs> beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it is available at Bowles Fresh Market in on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurley Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. And now back to, <laughs> back to, now back to odd news. <laughs> what do you think about robots, John? Um, robots are cool until they start trying to take over. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, after public rage, New York Police Department, they secretly fired their robot dog. Do you remember here a while back it was a story that... uh, Yeah, they had hired a robot dog. Yeah, or they went out and bought one. Sure. Because you don't have to pay robot slaves. No, (laughs) you you don't. You purchase them. One thing manufacturing has learned. You don't have to pay (laughs) robots. (laughs) Yes. Boston Dynamics, they are the, I guess, company that they're coming out with all the crazy robots that can... Yeah, they put all their videos. Yeah. (laughs) They're actively building robot soldiers right now. Sure, right. Clone Wars. We all watch their videos and we're just, I don't know about you, I'm always like, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I'm terrified. I just hope they teach them how to have sex before they teach them how to shoot guns. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) tiny. (laughs) Unnecessarily horny. (laughs) Tiny. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to put like like a universal kill switch on every one of them, right? Right. That's the one thing we need. It's mm-hmm. like, well, let's just hit the button in the office and they all die. You know, that's right. what we need. We need to ensure that. So, and until some coworker 
he gets mad because he gets fired and he goes yeah. just hits the kill switch. True. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And also it was, it's like, still worth it though for preserving humanity, right? Yeah. Well, you know, they're electronic. I feel like we could just like hose them down with water and they would mm-hmm. short out too. But they're making them waterproof and stuff too now. How waterproof can you make them? Well, your iPhone's waterproof, right? To a certain degree, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, my watch is waterproof too, but if like, I go to the bottom of the ocean, it's going to get water in are it. Are you going to go down to the bottom of the ocean to get away from the killer robot? Potentially. <laughs> yes, potentially. You, you still got to come up for air. <laughs> now, I got a submarine. I'll be fine. I mean, like, what if your iPhone was trying to kill you? What are you going to do, John? Well, I, I, first of all, I'm bigger than the iPhone. I feel like I could beat it up, you know? <laughs> right. But yeah, I would hold it underwater until it started stopped struggling, just like I did the kid I didn't want. But that's a dark <laughs> joke, by the way. That's a dark joke. That's a dark joke. I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway, there was a story here a while back. The New York Police Department they got one of those Boston Dynamic robot dogs that are on sale that are for sale right now. Anybody can go get one. All right. I'm not sure what all they can do. I know they can walk around and they can sense their environment. Yeah. I think they can. Uh, Maybe go get stuff for you. I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway, the New York Police Department got one and they got rid of it because it freaked everybody out. It says, after facing significant backlash for deploying a robot dog, the New York Police Department had decided to cut the experiment short sooner than expected, the New York Times reports. The robot dog dubbed DigiDog <laughs> was a futuristic four-legged machine built by Boston Dynamics meant to be deployed in dangerous situations to protect officers. But after the robot made several public appearances, the rollout was met with fierce criticism. The optics aren't great. A lifeless machine trapezing around a crime scene isn't exactly reassuring to the public. That's traipsing, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, that. Earlier this month, New York Police Department officers deployed DigiDog at a public housing unit. Videos of the machine went viral on social media. Have you seen this viral Video. I, have I, I haven't either, yeah. so I'm not sure what it's talking about. I don't here. follow a lot of cop stuff on social media. <laughs> Very toxic situation when you wade into those waters, so I just stay away from them. Uh, you can't give me a living wage. You can't raise a minimum wage. You can't give me affordable housing. I'm working hard. I can't get paid leave. I can't get affordable childcare. Bronx and Westchester County Representative Jamal Bowman said in a video at the time. Instead, we got money, taxpayer money, going to robot dogs. <laughs> okay. I doubt the price of that dog would really make a bunch of a dent in, his, in all the things he's listed. I'd say, with a checklist that long, yeah, right. you're probably going to need more than robot digi-dog money. <laughs> yeah, let's take one of those and maybe go <laughs> yeah. with the dog cost of the dog here. Also, if we can replace an officer... With a digi dog, yeah, that's going to free up a lot of taxpayer uh, money. A lot of taxpayer Just money. Saying. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no insurance, no overtime. I mean, we're already talking about defunding the police. Yeah, right. You know, I'm RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying maybe RoboCop is what we need. <laughs> now that the police department has decided to return digi dog to Boston Dynamics early, and it tried to do so quietly. After city council members subpoenaed records related to evidence, they found that a contract with Boston Dynamics worth about $94,000 was cut short and terminated on April 22nd, according to the Times. Which that's like what? In New York, that's probably one police officer. Sure. If that. If that. Yeah. 
According to the police department's deputy commissioner for intelligence and counterterrorism, John Miller, the department had a change of mind when the device became a target. Sure. People had figured out that the catchphrases and the language to somehow make this evil, Miller told the oh, newspaper. They were turning it against him. <laughs> he defended the department's use of DigiDog and argued that it had already deployed robots for nearly 50 years, including bomb squad units that featured robotic arms to defuse live explosives. Yeah, I was going to bring that point mm-hmm. up. They, they've been using robots for that for a long well, time. They, <laughs> They blew up that one dude in Texas. Sure they? did. We forget about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the cops just rolled in there and, and detonated it on him. They just drove DigiDog in there and, and self-detonated him. I think the guy's going, oh, look at the cute dog. And it like blows him up. Wow. Man, Maybe, hey. That's dark. Look, you've been looking to get Grace, your dog, out of the picture. Maybe we volunteer her as like a martyr for the police department. Next time there's some sort of hostage situation or <laughs> right. something like that, strap a bunch of C4 to her, <laughs> shiver on in the room, and kill her and the and the perp. She goes down as a hero. Problem is, is she would come straight to one of the kids or something <laughs> and blow one of them up. <laughs> The deployment of DigiDog was seen as a needlessly expensive militariz- military that's a, such a tough militarization word, of the police by as many critics at a time where we should be having more beat cops on the street which that's contrary to some stuff I've been hearing sure. lately right. I've been here we need less building relationships with residents they're actually headed in the another direction in trying to replace them with robots democratic upper east side representative and city councilor Ben Kalos told the New York Times. Bill Needhart, a spokesman for Mayor Bill de Blasio, put it most succinctly saying that he was glad that DigiDog was put down. Okay. Well. How much for a used DigiDog, I wonder? I don't know. It'd be kind of neat to have one, you know? (laughs) You know, the kids, they've been wanting a puppy. (laughs) A DigiDog doesn't eat. And it, I don't have to clean up after it. Well, they said it was a $94,000 contract. Yeah, I wonder how many DigiDogs does that get you? I don't know. I don't know. Let's do a quick, hold on. There you go, 5600 bucks. I don't know if that's if that's the same one, though. It looks like it, though. It does kind of look like it. Where, let's go to the website. Can you buy them straight off the website? Products, <laughs> Products. there you go. Uh, Spot, is, oh, that is, is that his name, Spot? I guess so. Con- oh, you just have to contact them for uh-huh. sales. They don't have. They well, don't have a request. <laughs> Earth oddity. <laughs> we need a robot dog. <laughs> we have we have two hundred dollars, sir. <laughs> yes. What can that get us? <laughs> well, I hate it that that uh, people are not happy about having a robot dog you <laughs> the know. Police, they can't do nothing can they that's what i say man. you <laughs> can't, can't win nothing right. <laughs> you can't win we got a guy down here a suspected shoplifter who uh the police dog got on him and he had to have like his hand well he needs to have his hand amputated but he won't because he right. says if he has his hand amputated he doesn't have any evidence that the police were brut- brutalizing him <laughs> or whatever did you read that article no <laughs> And somebody put it in our group, I think. He can't, like, get it in a Ziploc. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking, take some pictures or something, dude. Man, like, I'm walking around with your hand falling off. But huh. So they can't use real dogs, can't use fake dogs, can't use robot dogs. 
can't do any. I don't know. Tough time to be a policeman. <laughs> now, some of this is they brought on some themselves. of this they brought on themselves. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, let's yes. not act like they're not without above mm-hmm. reproach in any way. But let's move on to something else. Another police related story. Um, going to be talking about somewhat sensitive material. So any of our younger listeners, you might want to turn this up and listen. <laughs> As I know you're not going to press pause, but uh, at least pretend to press pause so your parents know or think that you're not listening to something like this. Mm -hmm. Auckland, this comes from New Zealand. We're huge in New Zealand. Auckland Transport. I once thought Auckland was a country somewhere, too, (laughs) on this podcast. I'll readily hand up and admit that. Auckland Transport to report pothole penis painter to the police. So... This has become like a thing. Yes. You know, this right. is a very popular thing to do to yeah. get people to fix potholes. You have to paint pornography on them. So yes. they have to come out there and fix it. I don't, I wouldn't consider this pornography, right? Well, I suppose, yeah. But I mean, that's the point, though, right? A they're, penis in and of itself is not pornographic. But they're trying to put something offensive so that the sure. city yeah, has to Yeah, the city to has to address it. the problem. Look, if you make a really pretty flower yeah. out, of a, out of a pothole, they're not going to do anything sure, about that. No. Nobody right. cares. Yeah. But you you draw a big schlong on there. They got to come out there and patch it. <laughs> That's right. Auckland Transport is threatening to file a police report against the person responsible for spray painting bright green penises around <laughs> potholes. Road safety campaigner Geoff, Jeff, by the way, but I feel like people who have their Jeff spell Jeff yeah. with a G E. Um, should be is called Geoff. Jeff or, or Giff? <laughs> well, we had a guy, he was a couple years older than us. His name was Jeff, spelled G-E-O-F-F, and he was in Scouts, and we called him Geoff for forever. Geoff. <laughs> we were such mean kids, by the way. Speaking <laughs> of our text exchange we had earlier about yeah. bats, which I, I'm sorry, Jack. <laughs> Jack, upon further review, I will not tell the bat story because you will not enjoy it. All right. And... Yeah, I may have committed some felonies, too. So, um, Geoff Upson has been spray... Uh, road safety campaigner Geoff Upson has been spray painting around potholes since 2018, spending about $400 on spray paint each year. He's really made a career out of this. Check out this, the name of this place. The Kalkapakapa resident, Kalkapakapa resident regularly <laughs> spray paints circles around potholes out of sheer frustration overseeing motorists navigating around them but it's the roads in the worst condition that are reserved for a signature bright green penises <laughs> one of the roads included old north road between uh Kamui and helensville where sections of the road are undulated upson said he said he visited in February and applied paint to multiple spots in the road. An Auckland transport, transport spokesman spokeswoman has now said Old North Road is scheduled for repair and any graffiti will be reported to the police. All costs to remove the graffiti will be charged to whoever the culprits are. Despite spray painting around well over 100 potholes and being vocal about his artwork on social media, Upson said he has never been made to pay. I can't afford I can't afford to anyways. Well, you would if you weren't buying spray paint all the time. <laughs> Just want to bring that point up. You know, spray paint is what? A couple of dollars a <laughs> yeah, can? Right. And, and he's, he's spending 400 bucks. A lot. Yeah. That's a lot of spray paint. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, he said, however, I can't afford to pay anyway. However, he said he was contacted by police regarding their graffiti for the first time on Friday when he provided them with a formal statement. He's yet to hear whether he'll be prosecuted. It's be- it's best to be 100% open about it. If I'm going to be charged under legislation, then then it is what it is. Auckland Transport should stop worrying about prosecuting me for highlighting their failures and be ashamed of themselves for allowing our road network to be in such a state of despair, disrepair. It's a, it's a fair point. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I feel like he's... That's why they're really mad is because he's making them look bad. <laughs> and they're going to have to work. You yes. know? It's easy to ignore it when there's not a big yeah. green penis painted on it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just keep your roads fixed. Yeah. And, and you won't have to worry about this. Like in Tuscaloosa I say, County, I, I say if you have a nice road and somebody goes and paints a big old Willie on there, you throw the book at him. Yeah. You right. know, I mean, throw him under the jail. But if your road's all beat up, got potholes all in it, you kind of got to go. You were asking, well, for that's it. on us. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, at least that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like there's worse things he could paint around a pothole to get attention to. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, definitely things that probably align better with a pothole <laughs> right. than a penis would. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think uh, a penis is easy to draw. It is. So <laughs> easy to draw. It's, yeah. Uh, if he was maybe drawing some of these other things, yeah. it probably takes a little more artistic flair sure. to get yeah. it right. No, yeah. <laughs> Be a little more accurate, too. Um, I mean, you, what you don't want is the city council riding around saying, why is, why do they keep painting canoes on all these bottles? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> True. So I feel like every middle school boy perfects his penis drawing at some point in time, right? No, yes. Isn't that true? I'm not alone in that, was I? Right. Yeah, like we can get it down. <laughs> so one time, me and my buddy, a friend of mine, his name was Tom Moore. Uh, this is uh, eighth grade in math class. Miss, uh, what was her name? That was our teacher. Her husband's the mayor of Fayette. Now, Miss Northam was okay. our math teacher. Um. He drew. He would. He was a great artist, by the way. Which <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard of Tom, from Tom Moore since we graduated high school. He could be in jail, could be dead. Have no idea. He was a great artist. Well, he would draw a penis with like sunglasses, and <laughs> it would be skateboarding, and it was doing all kind of cool stuff. And he would draw them and pass them to me, and of course I would laugh, and we would pass them <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Well, one day Miss Northam who was younger and attractive at the time when we were there, like, uh-huh. you know, fresh out of college, she uh, she took up one of them. Oh, she saw it. You can see, like, like you can, I can tell, How like, not start laughing? that she wanted to laugh, but she couldn't <laughs> laugh, and she just said, you know, boys see me after class or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I worried the whole rest of the class, like, she's going to call my mom. My mom's going to know that I'm passing penis pictures back and forth. Uh, but Tom in true great guy fashion owned up. I drew it. It was all my fault. I just handed it to him. John had no knowledge of it. He took the fall and he can't even draw that well. Yeah, I know. I want to be like, you should see the ones I draw. Yeah. But we need I, to get like a, a lineup. Here. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I respect Tom for like not la- allowing me to get into trouble. He just like <laughs> yeah. stood up and took it and yeah. did great. And that's fine. And now I have a boy named Tom who's 15 and is probably drawing penises <laughs> left and right. Now, I don't know. Yeah. It's the yeah. circle of life. <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> All right, how about community news? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. We got to do questions for Tiny. We do. Do you want to go ahead? First of all, do you want to do questions for Tiny right now? Or do you want to wait and do calls and all that? I think questions first. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a problem, number one, because I saw you were in the questions segment, like in the Discord, in there answering questions and stuff, all (laughs) willy-nilly, posted pictures of your dog and everything. Yeah. I feel like that was against the rules. Was that against the rules? I never look in there. You got to go in unprepared. Well, I didn't know that that was a... I didn't know that was a rule. My bad. I didn't... I didn't answer questions. I did just post a picture of my dog because Jacqueline asked what Queen looks like, so I posted a picture. She looks like Falcor. <laughs> she kind of does. <laughs> she does. She really does. Every week, we like to ask questions, usually to me. <laughs> yes. But this week, we're asking them uh, from Tiny. All right. Um, first question mm-hmm. comes from Stan, and it's actually a screenshot of a Twitter post. Okay, from Roy Wood Jr., famous Birmingham comedian and resident, who's now on the Daily Show. Relationship question: If you lost your spouse in the Thanos snap, but five years later the Avengers brought them back, but you already remarried with three kids and spent the life insurance money on a failed food truck. <laughs> Do you get back with your old spouse or stay with your new Thanos snap family? Hmm. I believe the correct answer is you go back with your first spouse because she is five years younger and doesn't have any children. Okay. And she has dibs. <laughs> okay. I don't make the rules. I just proclaim them. There you go. All right. Um, Tiny, this is from Stan as well. What is your favorite Mar- Marvel character? Spider-Man. DC? Batman. Star Wars? Ooh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Trek? <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, I assume that's what it means, or unless they're talking about your favorite hiker. Commander Riker. Okay. In Lord of the Rings, why didn't Gandalf call the Eagles, uh... Call the Eagles to fly the ring to Mordor. Well, that's actually because the Eagles are a-holes. And they just wasn't willing to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. This is from Russell Says Go. If you could use Cajun Curl on any fictional animal, what would it be? Oh, man. Fictional animal? I would consume Cajun Curl off the breast of a beautiful mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unnecessarily horny for time. <laughs> What type of doggo is Queen? She is actually a mutt. She was a rescue. We just went to the Humane Center and and picked her out. So, all right, that's from Jacqueline, by mm-hmm. the way. Nicole asked, "Does just does Josiah know that you hate his name?" <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's actually a really good question. It's not like I've hidden that. Yeah, uh, I. It's grown on me a little bit. I still don't like it. I I hate's a strong word, but I definitely don't like it. (laughs) 
Is he still at the door? He's probably sitting right outside. Let's get him in here. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right. Can you tell everybody hello? Everybody, hello. <laughs> Perfect. What, what's your name? I'm sorry. Did you know that Daddy's not a big fan of your name? Yes. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> what did Daddy want to name you? Malachi. But mommy said, nope. She said, that boy's going to be named Josiah. Did you know daddy still maybe just a tad bit bitter about it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so I guess he does know. (laughs) There we go. There's the answer to that question. All right, can uh, can you go back out now? Give us just a little bit. We'll be out in just a minute. Jojo. Love you. Oh, Queen's in here now. That's fine. She can stay. Okay, let's see. So, Josiah knows. He does know. All right. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> All right. Uh, this question comes from Anonymous. Are you ever going to get tired of doing the podcast so John can have a Sunday afternoon's back? <laughs> Weird question. Wow, I wonder who would put that in there. That's crazy. Wow. I believe that question speaks more to the author of said question. <laughs> I will say that I, I haven't got tired of it yet. Oh, Oh, uh, I do really enjoy it. Intriguing. But okay. uh, I tell you what, I don't know if this would become a single mic show <laughs> if someone was to leave. So, um, Tyler B. asks, what are your favorite podcasts to listen to? Ooh, uh, I'm a big fan of the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast with Justin Robert Young. He is very, uh, well, I guess you would say he's kind of centrist. He, he. He covers politics as more of like a circus show. Yeah. And he doesn't, he's very nonpartisan. Like he'll, he makes fun of both sides equally. Okay. So it's a, it's a fun show to listen to. I listen to that. Uh, I like to listen to various true crime podcasts, but you know, once you've listened to one case, it's not like that's something that's just every week that you just stick with. You just kind of listen to it and move on. As you pointed out last week, it's got to have some sex in there for you <laughs> for you to get off on it, right? I said it doesn't have to, but that just makes it better. <laughs> okay. And All right. Everybody knows that. It's funny because I'm just the one pointed out. That's that's why the Jody Arias case made national headlines, because the cops found a bunch of pictures of her okay. on, a, on, a, on a camera. Well, uh, are those pictures on the internet? Be specific. They are. Okay. Well, like, not that I would want to see them. <laughs> you but go where might could you find them <laughs> you, if I want to get into a true crime? <laughs> you go to Google. <laughs> you turn off safe search. Okay. And then you search uh, Jody Arias pictures. Do you think I'm a man that has safe search on? <laughs> You don't know me well enough. (laughs) I never turn it on. I'm out there just seeing what I can find. Um, Okay, next question. That's our Bobo ask. It could be Bobo because Bobo is actually B-O-B-O. Bobo. Bobo is how this is pronounced Hmm. or spelled. How many more questions do you have to answer before the segment ends? Oh, man. Let's see if you could tell this future. I tell you what, this is probably our longest running bit. And the reason it's still running is because people are asking questions. That's true. So yeah, this I guess this segment will quit when people quit asking questions. Yeah. Uh, Warsaw asks, how come no one uses voice chat in Discord? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I, I don't even that, know you could. 
Yeah, Discord has voice chat, and I'm still learning Discord. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can do that I'm probably not even aware of. But he asked me about it last week, and I went ahead and set it up to where people, if they did want to chat in there, they could do it. But yeah. uh, apparently, <laughs> sorry, Warsaw, you gotta <laughs> you gotta go make some friends. <laughs> okay, well that's the end. That was the last question. So all right, ask Tiny anything it worked out pretty well. Very tame questions. I was a little worried. You are? I guess uh I guess asking my son if he knows that I hate his name was probably the that was a good riskiest. One. That, was. <laughs> that was a good one. Which we hadn't talked about that in a long time. I'm glad Nicole remembered it because that was a great question to put in there. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny hates his kid's name. Hate's a strong word. I dislike it. I'm gonna go with hates. I think <laughs> I think that's perfect. All right. We have two voicemails this week. Okay. Voicemail number one comes from Nicole. Hey, guys. It's Nicole. I know. Two weeks in a row. Um, it's just me making up for how much I have slacked off on my support of John's posting on Instagram. <laughs> I've gotten really bad. So shame on me. I'll try to do better um, and call in more. Anyway, so my question is, um, since I can't ask questions for John in the discord right now i have a question for john and it is you would cut off a limb to save deidre and you would not to save a foster child sure but what about to save one of your natural children and not and it's okay if you have different answers for libby thomas and hudson it doesn't have to be the same for all of your children so I just was curious. Thanks, guys. Bye. Excellent question. I would I would save all my children. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, I would. <laughs> it's fine. I, I I would I would allow that as yeah. long as it wasn't your right arm for Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Which speak of the devil, Hudson sending me stuff here. Oh, there's nothing I have to look at right now. Uh, yeah, I would I would uh I would cut off. Anything for anybody. <laughs> Daedra. All right. Just not Ollie. <laughs> uh, here, uh, let's just pull back the curtain, all right? Okay. There are only six people on this earth that I tr- truly love, mm-hmm. all right? My parents, that's two. Yeah. My wife and my three kids, and that's it, mm-hmm. right? Did I do the math right on that? My parents, my wife, and that's my six. three kids. Six people. Yeah. That's it. I would cut off anything for any one of them. Yes. Everyone else, you're screwed. <laughs> okay? We may be great friends. <laughs> Tiny, I love you and everything. <laughs> that's fair enough. But I'm not losing a limb for you. I don't blame you. I yeah. wouldn't lose a limb for me either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it goes. I would do... And, but I feel like I'm transparent about that. Yeah. And I don't expect you to cut anything off for me either. <laughs> right. Let me die. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know, I barely like being alive anyway. So yeah. well, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Would you juggle chainsaws to save Holly? <laughs> I can juggle. <laughs> but I've never juggled chainsaw. And I'm not I haven't practiced juggling in a long time. <laughs> right. But uh I can juggle not maybe not chainsaws, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Swords? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Just I, I need like racquetballs. Bean bags. <laughs> yeah, bean bags, racquetballs, baseballs. I could do those. Grenades? They have to weigh the same. Yeah, I could do grenades <laughs> with a PNN, of course. Yeah. 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 
Uh, and then we have another. <laughs> What's going to be great is like in a two weeks, I'll be like, well, DHR took our foster kid away from us. <laughs> Said he wouldn't even juggle chainsaws for him. <laughs> yeah, this is how it goes. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we have one last voicemail from Jacqueline. Hey guys, it's Jacqueline. I'll make it quick this week because I know you've got lots of phone calls to get to. So, <laughs> it's not about the show, but I have a philosophical conversation that I had with my husband, and I'm curious what your thoughts on it are. So, my husband is a self-professed atheist, and I am Christian. So, my question is this. Taking heaven off the table, let's say you have two choices to spend for eternity, either hell, whatever your definition of hell is, whether it be the fire of brimstone or the absence of God's love, whatever your definition of hell is, or oblivion, where it's just, you're dead, there's nothing, you're dead. Which of the two options would you choose? And I am curious to hear both of your ideas on that. So it's a beautiful day here. I'm going to go have some fun hanging out with my parents because <laughs> we're in lockdown and they're the only people I can see now. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Uh, for me, that's actually an easy answer. I would much prefer oblivion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. the wrath of God. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a no-brainer, really. Yeah. I mean, and excellent on the pun. Yeah. I'm talking about oblivion. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely choose just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can, I mean, I don't know exactly what hell is. Uh, I know that... Uh, yeah, and, and she said that it can be whatever definition. Like I know that there's uh, there's a lot of been a, a lot of talk among theologians for years sure. about what that is, whether it's just a complete separation from God, or whether it is a physical, painful, right, you know, eternity of torment. Whatever it is, the Bible was clear it's not fun. Yeah, and I would much rather just uh, just cease to exist than than have that. But what if, like, you're, I mean, just because I like to play devil's advocate, mm -hmm. what if, you know, I mean, you're in hell, but you're in hell with all the people you you love for forever, you know? <laughs> like, it may be bad, but you're still there. Yeah, but you, know? you get to watch all the people you love be tormented every day. Well, I torment <laughs> the people I love every day anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that may be hell for them, just living <laughs> with me for forever. Right. I don't know. I know that uh, I've heard a lot of people say that uh, I want to go to hell because Satan throws a better party yeah. than God. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be in the a whole New lot Testament. Fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one thing that hell is never described as is enjoyable. I'll put it that way. Yeah, not a good time. Yeah. Um, what would your own personal hell be? Ooh. <sighs> I mean, am I trying to think of like, am I? Are you want like a funny answer or it's just whatever? Okay, I, yeah, I guess for me, the, probably the worst thing I can think of is the fire and brimstone yeah. burning for eternity. Because you know, here several years back, I actually set my leg on. You fire. did, that's and right. Just the recovery from second degree burns was yeah. incredibly painful. I can't imagine dealing with that for eternity. You know, so well, there's a lady I know that tells me the same story every time I see her. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally every time I see her. I don't have a nice way to get out of the story. <laughs> right. I've asked like publicly on Facebook for ideas. I've tried all those. None of those even stop her. Like, even if you're like, oh, let me finish this story for you because you've already told it to me. <laughs> right. She doesn't check up. <laughs> Hell for me would be <laughs> in a room with that lady and her just telling me that story over, over and over, over again. And over. Yeah. 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 That's just how it goes. Tell you what, I don't know what it is, but uh, I don't think it'll be fun. I don't either. 
also the doctrine of hell does come from Jesus. Yeah. I know that uh, a lot of times people try to say that that's just something that yeah, we made up it up as a boogie scare man. unbelievers. Sure. But I mean, it was I mean, it was Jesus who said that. Uh, yeah. You know, it is better to if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter the kingdom of heaven with one hand than to go to hell with both. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, I would much rather die and just nothing happen. Lights out. Yeah, yeah lights out. Because you don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's talking Bible with John and Tiny. <laughs> talking end times. Um, Let's talk about Pascal's wager for a minute. You know what that is. <laughs> yes, I do know <laughs> what that the, is. Uh, that's is better to bet that you're gonna <clears throat> that is right that God is real mm-hmm. than to not bet at all. Or to bet because if that. we're wrong, yeah, and nothing awaits us but oblivion. Then you didn't lose. What I didn't really. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, maybe I missed out on like a swinging lifestyle and <laughs> sure, you know, all kinds of you know hedonism, but it's yeah. not that big a loss. Yeah, yeah if you're Baptist, you can get into enough hedonism, anyways. <laughs> as long as there's not any Baptists around, we all know that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, John. I believe that'll about do it for the free show. One right. thing that we have to do before we end the free show is thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you guys so much. We would like to thank by name. name. Yeah. We would like to thank by name those who do By email address. <laughs> to give out everybody's email address. By mailing address. <laughs> All those who donated the Telephone phone numbers. Tier. Yes. <clears throat> they are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw. There we go. Angela Pinto. Signed up for a whole year, by the way. Boom. I I forgot that we set it up that you could do that. But yeah, if you want to just go ahead and pay for the whole year, you can do that. Yeah. Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. That's right. We thank you all so much for donating to the show, for supporting what we do, for sharing our posts on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff and helping us to become the greatest Southern podcast that's ever existed in the yeah. entire history of forever. Uh, is there a better Southern podcast than us? No. I mean, are there a lot of Southern podcasts, number one? <laughs> Maybe that's how we should market ourselves. I tell you what, uh, Stan Wright, he shared a post with me a couple weeks back. There was some kind of award for Alabama podcast. Yeah. And we weren't even on there. If we didn't even make the list. <laughs> we're not even on the list. We don't, we're not doing it for awards anyway. <laughs> and there was the Funny Main podcast was on there. Oh, yeah? He hasn't done an episode in like three years. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. On. Yeah, man. Does he still do his football videos? I kind of quit watching them because they're the same thing every week. Yeah, I don't know if he does or not. Okay. I don't think he does them every week like he used to, but yeah. every now and again, he'll get some inspiration. And I was just out. like, man, this this dude's running this joke in the ground. I got to quit <laughs> watching it. Okay, I get it. All right. They were funny for a while, though. For like, yeah, for like one season, they were super funny. Mm-hmm. And then the next season, you're like, okay, all right, it's the same thing. And <laughs> then you're like, all right, this you're still doing this. Okay, I didn't realize it. Every now and again, though, you get a, like, well, well, who was it? Was it Tennessee and Auburn where Tennessee won the game, but then they overturned it on a replay? Oh, I don't even remember. And then Auburn lost. Yeah. His joke, he, <laughs> his joke was, 
man, I wish I could see them both lose. <laughs> and then when it was over, he's like, I saw them both lose. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no, no, nothing. I'm not disparaging funny, man. I want him to make all the money he can make in those videos. Yeah. It just, for me, I was like, yeah, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've been clowning on football teams a lot longer than you have, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you didn't get behind the camera. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and he did. And that's it. I, that's like people tell you all the time, like, oh, you should write a book or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I would never do that. You I'll know, just I not probably do it. should, but I never will do it. And then I'll just complain when someone else does it. And they get super and they famous. Get money off my That's exactly that right. That I did nothing with. Yes. Like my glow in the dark toilet seat idea <laughs> yes. that I had. And somebody ended up making that. I could have had a millions, but whatever. <laughs> that's right. how it goes. Uh, if you would like to jump on that Patreon train, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you an extended show every single week, and once a month gets you an all-exclusive patrons-only podcast. That is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. Extend it. That's about it for the free show. What we got it coming is. up in the Patreon extension? I have a story about an army major who was allegedly drugged and bitten by strippers okay. while he was in Poland. <laughs> hope he had his shots. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to read a story about a man building a wall. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Not Trump. Okay. But a man building a wall. All right. Out of poop. Oh, okay. There we go. It is Trump. (laughs) Yeah. Glad the former president's doing well. (laughs) You got anything else before we end this? No, not really. Uh, I know I'm stopped up. I got allergy problems, so I apologize for everybody if I sound like a cartoon character. (laughs) I know I sound ridiculous every week anyways, just the normal (laughs) way I talk. So I'm sorry. Uh, But I hope everybody has a wonderful week and that they... uh, you know, do something good for somebody. Like, tell them to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Probably be the greatest gift you can ever give them mm-hmm. is to tell them to listen to our podcast. Either that or one of those fake $1 million bill Bible tracks you can <laughs> leave for a server. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. We're on all those apps. We're everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art over on Instagram, that same handle, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. Yep. Nicole shouted us out this week, too. (laughs) Shouted me out. Yes. There's all these Instagram <laughs> accounts that are saying, hey, promote this on Do you on like our response to all of them? <laughs> yeah, I got tired of it. No, promote it here. Yeah. <laughs> Just tagging all these yeah, random, tagging random people. I think everyone should start doing that. If what you're if, on Instagram, yeah. do that. Yeah, if we start tagging like each one. That'd be hilarious. We'll get them in a war. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we've also got a phone number that you can call or text. Yeah. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth ID for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.
here we are in the Patreon show. Yes. And as I said, Jacqueline, 